this is Joe. This is Sean. Welcome to the Dark Side of Soul podcast. Yeah, this is a this is a video podcast. For those of you who are listening, you can also see us on uh, YouTube. The YouTubes on the Dark, YouTubes. I look for Dark Side of Soul, and I, I think we'll post it on our Facebook page as well. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, if you are watching us, you are watching us, and we are outdoors. Sean is going to take me on a journey to a cemetery. We're going to have a séance or something. <laughs> We're going to uh, explore some of the the uh, graves, mostly abandoned graves that are in this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did an episode about gra- grave matters. Was the was the title? Well, hold on, they're abandoned. How did they get abandoned? Well, we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay, I guess when we get to them, All right, this gets um, me a little nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 fall in, Joe. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, we're going to explore the area. So we had that episode, Grave Matters, where we talked about kind of the, the folklore and the customs, of f- funerary customs, and things like that, bur- burial customs. But today, actually, we're going to explore graves, but these will mostly be, will be abandoned ones. And Joe's going to go hiking. How's that? Let's see if I survive. It's a lot of shape. <laughs> Let's go. So here's something that you can find in the hills all around here. No, I don't mean litter. I mean trenches. And foxholes and the sort. Because we are in the southern part of Paju. And this whole area is just full of these abandoned trenches and foxholes built post-Korean War. Here's another abandoned military installment, a foxhole. These are all over the hills here in the north as well. You can find them everywhere. It's pretty difficult to find to not find graves or something abandoned from the military around here. So, see more of these as well. The real Korean countryside. So this is a family tomb, and uh, obviously there are three graves here. So they'd be family, and there are graves farther down here as well. Now, something interesting is that there's only one just right here, farther down, if you can see it from that angle, Joe, mm-hmm. um, where there's an altar in front of that one and a headstone, a gravestone. Oh, yeah, not, I see not it really down a there. headstone, yeah. more like a gravestone that marks who it is. These other ones don't have that. So, but chances are these three graves here and these three back here that are put together, obviously all of them are quite old, but chances are really good that they are... The, the ancestors of somebody who lives in the village down right here. Ah. And these people have probably been living in this area for, for you know, generations. So you can see one of the, the old Hanok down there. It's kind of a very lackluster term because it's not really a Hanok. It's more probably post-war Hanok, so mm-hmm. rough condition. The white one, mm-hmm. all the windows are out of it. I don't know if you can zoom in on it. Yeah, it's, I can. Um, yeah, it's abandoned. So this is the altar. This would have been used for placing offerings to the spirits of the dead. So obviously the spirits of the people who are buried here. Um, but it's in rough shape. It's been here a long time. There's big chunks taken out of it. You see the corner is gone here. And that's been gone for a long time. That That's, that's uh, almost run smooth here as well. It's in pretty rough shape. So the graves themselves have very likely been taken care of. But my guess is, 
people in the village down here whose descendants these are, are also getting old. And so they're having a harder time coming up every year, usually on Chusok and Sol, to, to kind of care for the, the graves. So it, it's on the verge, maybe, of a generation or two of being abandoned. Okay, so these are often found in grave sites like this of people that were very likely more well-off. The graves down here don't have any of these. Now, on royal tombs, they would have had these for the kings and the queens and for princes and princesses. That would have been lanterns. And also, the ones that were pillars like this would have had things that looked like squirrels, carvings of squirrels mm -hmm. or tigers on them. Um, the lanterns themselves in the royal tombs were put there for a couple of reasons. Folkloric reason was to ward off evil, mm -hmm. because Koreans believed that evil spirits could come to the royal tombs at night to curse them. So, light kept evil away, was one way to ward off evil, evil, evil ghosts in particular. And so, the guards that would stick around the royal tombs, they'd be there, you know, guarding the grounds, but one of their jobs at night was to keep uh, the lanterns lit. And this was to keep the spirits, the evil spirits and ghosts, away from the royal tombs. So I think these ones might be just about abandoned, because the earth is start, starting to expose here, and... Um, that means that the integrity of the soil is starting to to, uh, to give way, and I yeah I'm not really sure. I'm going to come back to these graves, maybe in Chusok, to see if they're, they're maintained. Um, can you see there's growth here on top? So that's just it could be because of the, it's spring, so everything's starting to grow. Of course, it's popping up. But if we come back at the times of the year when all these graves get cleaned up, then uh, all this might be cleaned. Now, these are recent discoveries for me, so I'm not sure I have to come back later on when, when the family comes to, um, to clean up graves. If these don't get cleaned at that time, if they still kind of look like this, or they're overgrown even more, then they're abandoned. So, and then this one's, like the previous one, is starting to get exposed. The rocks inside are, that are, um, that make up the like the, the skeleton of the tomb is starting to be exposed. Okay, so this is a really good example of a real abandoned grave. So it has the altar in front. There is no stone, no gravestone, but it has the altar here and has the hunchback of the Chinese character in the front. And it's a fairly high mound, but obviously all the detritus and, and, and uh, the, the leaf litter and whatnot show that it's abandoned. Um, there's even trees now growing out of it. So there's chances that these trees, these branches that are growing through here, are growing through the body that's buried here. <sighs> and the um, any grave that's being maintained, none of this stuff uh, is there. So there's an old folk belief, and I think I posted it on our social media a while ago, of it was believed that if a child was born with, with physical deformities or people had certain illnesses, like, ner like a nervousness, it, it was, may have been because an ancestor was buried and tree roots started to grow through their, 
their corpse and that angered them. So they they kind of cursed the family. So, but this has been abandoned. Whoever the descendants are of this person is no longer caring for the grave, or just they don't, um, or they, they don't. They're also dead. They, no, the person here no longer has descendants. Okay, so this was an interesting discovery that I made a while ago. Now everything is here to show that there is a grave. So there's an altar. Now it's obviously completely covered. There's even, it's so, so covered over that there's now soil on it, and that soil's pretty thick. But, if you look back here, there's no mound. But if you look just right here, among all those tall trees, there's a, there's a big hole. So it could be that this is a collapsed grave. So abandoned, and abandoned for so long, that the integrity of the mound it caved in on itself. And so, um, this is one, probably, if it is a grave, and I do think it is, all the signs are here, this is the most abandoned grave. If there, if there could be levels of abandonment for graves, this is the most abandoned grave I've ever found in Korea. So we can get a, a closer look. I was just saying to Joe, too, one of the things yeah. <laughs> that's kind of risky about this, if you find these abandoned graves, uh, I've always wondered, yeah, you step through one and because back there the, the ground was quite soft right yeah so yeah I've always wondered like I wonder if I could fall through <laughs> into some of these graves these abandoned ones but there it is there you can get you know, close oh that's right there yeah oh I see so the mound I'm sure would have been just about here which would have been just back from the altar there was probably some other uh, indication of this being a grave or at some point in the past but it's been like I said, it's so abandoned that now it's just, I'm, I think it's collapsed in on itself. Um, and it's still a grave, but the body does not, doesn't have a mound anymore. It's just there underground and a lot closer to us now. Okay, I'm spooked. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so this here is an example of traditional burial mounds with Christianity. So... This is Che Wanil and Yin Sun. Um, so Che Wanil. Oh my gosh, that was just two years ago. Yeah, and Che Wanil. Almost exactly two years ago. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, uh, Che Wanil. Oh, three years ago. Sorry, three years ago. Three. My gosh. <laughs> How's our math? <laughs> che Wanil is not dead yet. Oh, well, we should be careful. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. Um, yeah. Actually, so, that's time pretty young. Yeah. And then this is... Uh, this is a Bible verse. So they still bury people in the traditional way here, even though the religious way of doing it, the religious uh, ideology surrounding it, for some people is now completely changed. It's Christian. Shipyon. I wonder what book is Shipyon. Shipyon? I don't know. No idea. Yeah. You pin maybe Psalms? That's common, isn't it? That makes sense. Because yeah. it doesn't sound like any of the right. and she, ones named after people. Right, and she could be poetry. Psalm is, they're very poetic. Oh, right? that makes sense, yeah. That, and Psalms have a lot of uh, verses. A right, lot of, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, and a little bit of a, a very non-PC Star Wars reference is these, these kind of remind me of the 
the the the, the, the capital ships from Phantom Menace. <laughs> With the, with the retaining wall? Yeah. It. Or cling on birds of prey. The Nemodian cruiser or something like that. And so this one would have been different too, where there's this big, there's this tree here. Yeah. Uh, traditionally in the past, like a lot of the graves would not have been built, or trees would not have been put too closely to the, to the graves. Uh -huh. Because like I just said, a few minutes ago. Yeah, you don't want to risk roots getting in you there. You don't want the roots going through. You want bamboo near it. You know, that's how There you go, yeah. So, yeah, but I think, like, generally, especially for Christians, that idea just doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Right. So, we've abandoned the hike. Right, Joe? <laughs> oh, no. We're just running really fast. <laughs> so, we, uh, we're uh, driving on the other side up to the the public cemetery, which in Korean is called Myoji, and um, this is the Yongmiri Myoji, and um, you can see kind of how big it is. It's massive. It's like a strip mine for dead bodies. Oh my god. So we're now at the top of the Yongmiri Myoji. Myoji means public cemetery. Looking down on one section. You can see that these cherry blossom trees are still in full bloom. And it is April 15th, so don't believe any of those maps, those tourist maps that say the cherry blossoms are done at this time. It's horseshit. You can find plenty of places where they're still in bloom at this time of year. You can see all the way over there is Pukansa National Park. We're way, way north of there. There's Joe taking some snaps. Yes, and we took his car. This is going to be your new profile <laughs> pic. What are you talking about? <laughs> Let's go, Joe. You ready right, to go? Where are we going? We're going to go up the hill. This hill. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. There's some rustling up here. It might also be a deer. There are a lot of deer around here. It's not a boar. No, it's a deer. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Oh, no, it's a pheasant. Yeah, there it is. Oh, I see it. Yeah. These hills are full of pheasants. There you go. Huge. So these hills are full of pheasants. And I've been through here so many times... And you can be walking through, and you're walking from these old, often abandoned graves that are up through the woods and stuff, and then fucking bang, a big pheasant pops out of the woods right next to a grave. So you see something exploding out of what seems like out of the grave. So, that's always fun. You all sound like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> We're at the top of the mountain here, and this is an abandoned military installment that's up here. A watchtower of some sort that has not been in use for an extremely long time. Except I just did. <laughs> Spooky spot. 
Oh my. Yeah, it's a much bigger piece than I have. From your wow. place? So this is Paju. This is the northern area of the western side of South Korea. And way to the north is North Korea. Where? Way to the north. North, 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 north-ish. Obviously the sun. <laughs> Show us the way, Professor Morrissey. <laughs> so it's actually more like this way. Actually, right, because the sun is setting, and that's west. So it's like more that way, but it's that area there. Where are we? Where are we, Joe? We're 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 at this this big structure. It looks like a military structure or something from the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> so yeah, this would have been. I guess where they parked. Their military vehicles. Ah, that's where it's a garage. Yeah. Wow. It'd be a great studio. <laughs> <laughs> Some great acoustic recordings. There you go. And you can see more of the abandoned military. Buildings. It's one right there. There's another abandoned. What I think was abandoned, or is it? Or is it? Dun dun dun. I think this was probably kind of like a kind of a barracks of some sort where soldiers would have stayed when they were stationed up here. But now it's abandoned. Could talk. Um, I wonder, there might have been electrical. Oh, yeah, I'm imagining. I don't know what that is. All connected somehow. 
Pone si quieren. Okay, so we're, we're in one section of the of the public cemetery. This is closer to one side here, and you see that they've built. We're almost near the, the summit of the mountain, so we just came down from that. We just came from the summit where the military installments are, the abandoned military installments, and we're already into graves. So they have the graves pushed all the way up, up almost to the top of the mountain. There isn't a lot of room left, and. Um, I'm not sure how much farther. They do go up a little bit farther, and these are all relatively new. Mm -hmm. Now, a key thing, people may be thinking, why why are graves in Korea up in the mountains? I think it's become traditional at this point, but in the past, they built graves in the mountains because they actively avoided arable land. Mm. They didn't want to build graves in areas where they would think, oh, maybe in the future I'll just put a farm there. Or a garden or something yeah. like that. So they would avoid places that could be used mostly for farming. But it I thought it was for a great view, man. A great view for the dead. Yeah. Views of the dead. This, this is, this is a flick. great view we got over here. I'm not sure if it's conveying well on video. Yeah, so you can see those lights across there. That's cemetery. Yeah, it's another cemetery down there. It's the valley, the valley of the dead. The valley of the dead. The mountains of the dead. So I think maybe kind of the wrap up, just something that's interesting to say is traditionally Koreans would bury the dead not always lying down facing up, which is most common in, in European traditions and then of course uh, now North American tradition. You know, maybe a lot of other traditions around the world. Koreans would, in the past anyway, bury the dead in different positions and sometimes they'd be buried sitting sitting down and that was called that that method was called juajang uh, sometimes they'd be buried um, standing up and that was called ipjang and sometimes they bury the dead face down with their back pointed up and that was called uh, the the bushinjang so they had all these different methods of burying the dead although it was mostly yeah, the way we considered the dead being buried in graves on their back facing up. But um, also the positioning would have been important according to... And the tomb itself, the positioning of the tomb itself was often dependent on Pungsu Jiri. And I think we've talked about this in some, some other episodes. So Pungsu Jiri is, for lack of a, a better explanation here, just to save time, is to say that it's the Korean version of Feng Shui. So, doing things according to, to the positioning of the landscape. So, tombs were often built according, or, or erected according, to the Pungsu Jiri. So, there was auspiciousness to the, to the landscape, which was then uh, beneficial to the dead, and then which, when the dead were happy, the living were happy. So, that was a really key point. There are a lot of folktales about finding the perfect grave. And uh, I've say I've told a few of them in uh, the Weird Tales from Korean Lore audio series on our Patreon, and um, some of them are really interesting. Uh, we're, we're looking for the perfect place to bury the dead was considered one of the utmost important things you could do for the dead, at least in the beginning. 
and then after that, of course, was revering the dead, honoring them, feeding them, and uh, things like that. So, passing through all these graves and whatnot, it really indicates to me, when I see graves, and this is something that I did a lot when I was a kid, I would go with my, mostly with my parents, but especially with my old man, we would go and look at old cemeteries, we'd walk through them, especially in Newfoundland, and we'd come across, sometimes, with my cousin Robert, we'd sometimes do this uh, in a place called Bristol's Hope, Newfoundland, we found old tombs and graves up in the woods. So I have a long interest in this kind of thing, from, from being a kid, with my old man, and then later as a teenager with my cousin. Yeah, I, there's just something about graves, and there is the mysteriousness to them, because if there is something after death, they are experiencing it now. Um, but the other mystery to me that I find really interesting is that every grave is a story. And I, I'm just too curious. I just love stories, and I love storytelling so much that I want to know what the stories are. And uh, really, I can't I can't really know them. But it's something that I always uh, kind of maybe make up a story for some of them and imagine what their lives may have been. So that's what these public cemeteries are. So this kind of fringe tourism, if you come to Korea and you're interested in visiting these places, get in touch with us and maybe we can arrange a private tour to visit some of these private, these uh, public cemeteries and abandoned graves through the hills of Korea.